0: just have to take it day by day don't think about oh the future this and the future this because you're going to give yourself anxiety just think about every day and how good that day went so if it was a bad day okay tomorrow will be a better day and i know we had some bad days like just celebrate the day celebrate the day and don't move forward to the next day
1: celebrate that day and live in the present hey guys
2: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Selfie Show,
1: where we are bringing you the weekly dose of sweet and salty. I am Tori, the founder and now co-host of the show. I am a nurse, blogger, and podcaster, and sitting across from me is my very stunning co-host. Well, thank
2: you. I'm Sam. I am a flight nurse, college professor, podcaster, powerlifter, and co-host of The Selfie Show. And today we're talking off the clock, part two mm. of our NICU mom journey.
1: Yeah. And today, you guys, we're just going to hop right into it because we have so... We, this this conversation just went on and on and on we could have gone honestly for longer with them they but... do set the
2: record for the longest time we've recorded but to us it was just sitting down with people we love and having an honest conversation so it's just continue that talk yeah dive right back in yeah
1: we hope you guys enjoyed this raw real amazing moment and without further ado let's hop into the show mm-hmm.
2: What is your best experience? And I say that in a weird way because obviously being there is not a good experience. You don't want to be there. But what are the moments that actually were kind of like, this will always have a, you know, just a soft spot in my heart for these moments in the NICU?
0: My favorite moments was that I not only came out of there learning and knowing how to be my daughter's like everything, right? And being able to meet a family. Cause they're not my friends. They're my family. We get to see, I mean, we didn't get to see each other for COVID, but we even had um, Zoom dates, Aww. you know? Yeah, and we did We did like so much things. Like we always try to do things together and our kids are still together. I already tell um, her that Ian's gonna be going with both the girls to
2: prom. Uh, prom. Yeah. They already
0: did. love
1: that. Yeah. I did they already prom. did the prom.
2: I was there Halloween.
1: Aww. Halloween. What were they for great. Halloween?
2: Do you remember? Yoda. Yoda, baby Yoda. And Ale was uh Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yes, I was obsessed. Well, you guys put them in their Halloween costumes during the day. Yep. And I was like, okay, so I know you already did it. I like I'm here now again. and it's night shift and we're gonna have to run this back because yeah. I need to see them. Yeah. yeah. That is my best
3: experience too. Is is literally the Nikki family. I echo everything Carol said. I agree because we still hold each other down when our kids are having setbacks, delays you know anything hey guys I need to pray because I'm about to shit and nobody gets it nobody gets it like the people who've gone through it and so we just are really bonded in battle Mm -hmm. and so that's why and we've always rooted for each other's kids like they're our own really and I know it's the same with you guys because um, because I know you guys are still a part of that team and that's what I appreciate is that there really is that bond of the NICU world. You know, like we, we just know what what it's like. Mm-hmm. I can even credit that our story influenced somebody to become a NICU nurse because of it. It's like, I'm doing this for Ian. And I went, thank God, because we need more people like you. What's your best piece of advice for someone working
1: in the NICU or coming up and, and looking to, you know, upcoming providers or for someone who, you know, you're talking to nurses, your RTs, your doctors like what's your best piece of advice for us to help parents in the NICU. For me it would be
0: listen to the parents because we know that something's wrong with them, right? I mean, I know you guys will know or whatever, but we feel it and we see it. We we know. Just listen to us. Listen to us and if if we're saying something wrong, or anything like that, just make sure you don't try to kill us with all the big words that we might not know because some of us didn't, you know, I probably forgot a lot of the verbiage that, (laughs) that was there, but just listen, listen to us and make sure that when you're done talking to us, that we understand. Mm -hmm. And it did happen to me. Like I was able to come to Sam and Sam, what in the hell is this? Mm -hmm. Like what happened? And she would explain it to me, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Listen, listen and explain as much as you can because that person is, it has such a, like a war and a struggle that's going on in their head at that point in time that they just need somebody to listen and explain to them what in the hell is going on with their kid. Yep. And that's like the, the, the best thing I can say. It's not just, you're coming in and out. Like literally you're probably going to see these kids for, for at least two, three weeks. So listen, listen and, and not, you don't have to be another Sam, right? Like oratory, like that, they still see our kids growing and they still do all that, but just be human. Even though you're a nurse, be human and, Mm. and make sure that, that you take that parents like emotions and all that into account because sometimes we might be going through
3: our own, like we're, we are going through a struggle, Mm -hmm. but just be human. I completely agree. And I would add to that, um, I know it's known to dumb down things so that we can understand, and I totally agree with that to some degree. Um, Sometimes it's too much? No, no, no. It's more of I want to be empowered to be able to speak with doctors mm-hmm. and actually be heard. And that's what that RT and the PICU taught me. What I love about it is that that person – like leveled with you and yeah. came down and was like alright you want me to teach you this I'll teach it to you I'm not the only parent he's done this with
2: it's he's so done great. this
3: with multiple parents but it it helped it helped and it I felt empowered from it and you know someone who who's not in the medical field you know like I'm a stay at home mom I, I didn't finish college you know like I understand that we gotta be taken seriously you know and and that we have the credibility to to take care of this child, you know, and it's intimidating. It's super intimidating. So anything to empower the parent to advocate well and efficiently, like I'm all for it because they are the ones, they are the consistent caregivers.
2: And now it's, you guys have said this all the
3: time, you know, like you said this to us all the time. We're, I always used to
2: say, I'm not going to be there when you go home. Yeah. This is you now. Exactly. And that used to scare the shit out of me. Legit. I would be like, oh, shit.
3: I used to (laughs) say that
2: at the end all the time. I'd be like, I'm just here to chart what you did. Yeah. This is all you, girl. Yeah. This is you.
3: Gosh, and that's the exact same face you gave me Mm -hmm. when you did it. (laughs) It's that look.
2: Yeah. You got this. I was like, I'm not going home with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: I know. And that's terrifying.
2: And so that's why anything that will empower the parent, you know. And I think it is a fine line of not trying to speak in verbiage and overwhelm people with medical talk that they can't understand and you're not so... And I think... I love doctors but sometimes they'll come and they'll just totally blah and then they leave and You're like, families will look at us say? and be like what the hell mm-hmm. did they just say and then we break it down but there's a way of being able to break it down where you are empowering and actually teaching like okay this is what it actually means and now you know these words and you can use them so when that doctor comes back tomorrow and you are able to interact with them instead of just okay we dumbed it down for you but I think you can empower and actually educate in a way that's going to allow you to interact better with the medical staff. So I love that that even happened. And yeah. I think that we could all do better with that. What are your some, some
1: tips for parents? Like you're talking to maybe even healthcare providers here who could like help parents with this. What are some tips that you guys have as far as like were you writing things down or like what were your like survival tips of the NICU I guess?
3: I did write things down. I'm an avid note taker. that help? I journaled everything. I don't understand anything I wrote but it's there.
0: I signed up for It was Micro Preemie Moms. Is
3: that um, a website? Oh, Facebook.
1: Okay.
0: And then another one that was called Preemie Something on Facebook. And I'm still on both the groups. And whenever I see somebody going through something, like I know somebody posted something yesterday about their son just being born and they're not giving him a big chance. And I always leave like a good comment. You know, I'm like, just pray. Stay positive and pray, even though I know other times something else has happened. But for me, it was those like I would get on that um Mm -hmm. and and read um I met a mom of twins I think she lives in Louisville and her daughters just turned seven they were 26 weeks 25 weeks and we're still friends we've never met but I met her through there and then we became friends on um, instagram and on facebook and i follow them i see them going places and her beautiful little girls and her going through everything that she's gone through and it's just like something you help you know Like, you get to help other people, even if it's just some kind word. This is why I do love the internet
2: and social
1: media.
0: I know.
2: That's what I was just going to say. You're able to connect with people Mm -hmm. that only understand something that only you guys understand. Yeah. Tori and I don't understand what you guys went through.
1: It's interesting, too, because from the medical provider perspective, I know a lot of them will say don't get on the blogs and don't do that because then it causes like this, you know, the self comparison or things like that. But I think if you're emotionally aware of what you're going there for and it could be really helpful for parents. Yeah. Support. I think it varies.
3: It varies. Yeah.
0: I don't like following the rules. So they would, I remember them telling me, <laughs> <laughs> shocker, I but you know, I'm not a big follow. Like they would tell me, don't do this. and Don't do that. And I'm like, but I got to learn. I gotta mm-hmm. see what happens. I gotta be out there. I had already lost a baby and had to go through postpart like I went yeah. through craziness on that one. Like I was 19 weeks pregnant, went through labor, mm-hmm. you know, to have this baby, and you know, at that point in time, found out he was a little boy and everything. So I went through that postpartum depression on my own. Yeah. And um, I went through groups on MySpace. Mm-hmm. Oh, because my it space? was MySpace at the time. Oh my god. Um. And I feel over oh You're no. aging us. <laughs> right? Um, we all feel that. But yeah, so I, and that's how I was able to get through things. Yeah. Like I went through really bad. I mean, I, I got out of the hospital and two days later I start like, and and then I milked crazy. Like at that point I was milking for months. It wouldn't go away for months serious? and I I didn't have a baby, but I would hear a baby oh. cry and it was just like, mm. so, yeah. you know, it, if you don't have something you can go back to or read or or anything like that like you need help if you don't think what they're telling you oh don't do this you go with what you think
3: I agree I think it really depends for Carol and just knowing her that totally worked for you and I can totally see that for me I would have no I would have mm-hmm. died yeah. I would have died if I knew what I know now which is probably why we decided to not have another one because I don't think I could handle another Nikki's day um, with COVID thank you oh my COVID. Yeah, that's a whole other level yeah. I will say that so there's that and so I actually am thankful for the for because I I mean I found out later but I didn't I, I probably couldn't have handled it at the time but I agree with Carol that worked for her for me it would make your new normal and be able to grieve that um because grieve the fact that I, I grieved that I never knew third trimester mm-hmm. and that I never will um I I grieve every time I hear a mom say just hurry up and get this baby, you know like, right? And and I know, right, good intentions, sure. Um my grief is still valid and that's mm-hmm. and it's it's that. It's being able to validate that there is still a loss and let's create this new normal. Um I love the 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 first month sticker things mm-hmm. that they do now with the cards like because i grieved that too i didn't we didn't get to do that you know we didn't to give get, my like, oh, yeah yeah away. or you know what i mean like yeah. let's post like yeah
1: like what, the one month the two yeah. months like
2: this is i mean much technically we could
1: do that
2: but it's just different yeah yeah i don't think people realize that grief doesn't only happen if you with death. I think people yes. associate grief as death, but you don't realize you can grieve the third trimester of your pregnancy, you didn't the get. fact that you didn't get to breastfeed, the fact yep. that you didn't get to just hold your baby yep. when they were born yep. and do that like golden hour of skin to skin and all that stuff. Yep. Like all the things that you had in your thought of how it was gonna go baby shower
0: we had one but it was it was different
2: well the baby's born born. it was different i drank
0: at my baby shower (laughs) (laughs) was it your sister yeah she held it i remember my my sister one of Mm -hmm. my friends it was a couple months in um it was in october so two months in yeah i remember you came
1: right after because i think you were wearing your dress still my
0: dress yeah Um, Yeah. i remember that i love my baby shower i think my friends it was a great baby shower but i you know it was i was still sad she wasn't there or in my belly you know
2: it's not how you anticipated it.
0: It's so cute because I, I have a really good friend that lives in North Carolina. Her name's Daphne and her daughter Kay was born at 22 weeks. Oh, shh. Um, she has gone through so much with that little girl, but she's, I think Kay's going to be three. And she's beautiful, beautiful little girl. She has Alice hair. Um, but... She, it was different in North Carolina. The children's hospital over there is different. Mm-hmm. Cause I remember her, she would reach out to me all the time. Like, Hey Carol, this, this, and this, or did you do the vaccines? Did you do this? Did you do that? And I said, look, I'm going to give you my experience, but you're going to do what you need to do. Right. Um, but I was, I was there for moral support. I'd always, anything that happened, I'm like, Hey, how's the baby? How's my baby? How's my baby? You know, 22 weeks. She, w- I don't think she was even a pound. You know, she is doing it on her own too. Single mom. So you know, and I would tell her like how they would do things at our hospital or where we were at, and then she would tell me, and I'm like, what? Like, Isn't that crazy? no, it's so different everywhere. I'm like, that is not okay. Even though that was a great, it's a great hospital, but it was just, I'm like, what? The, like, the lights are on. Like, <laughs> I know because I've
1: worked in several NICUs, and it is so different from where we were together. It's very different in a lot of NICUs, and I
0: feel very very fortunate that I was there and one thing I grieve a lot is not having a belly yeah because I didn't have a belly so my whole thing and it's crazy because I'll look at pregnant women and I'm
1: like oh my god your belly is so cute you know like
0: and I literally go like I'm not going to touch it because I know some people don't like you touching their bellies but I have a few um girls in our office that are pregnant and I see their belly and I'm like oh my god I always wish I had the belly I only had a little bitty one but you know um but that's one thing I really, really, really wish I always had yeah. that belly like, oh, I don't care if I didn't—I couldn't yeah. pee or I had to pee all the time, like yep. the belly. But it, it's you hear just like what you said, you hear these moms complain like, oh, my God, I'm like so big. And you're just like and I'm sorry if I sound like that, but they do. They're just complaining. And then you have us or the moms that are in the NICU and we never got that. Yeah. You know, our babies i i love the fact that i saw my baby grow outside of my belly in an incubator and it was you know it was crazy but i wish i would have felt her more and and i know it's different and i know it's your own pregnancy it's whatever you want it to be but why complain be happy it's still your baby's still in there
3: it's hard because i mean you know they don't know know. and they don't know but then when we hear it yeah like in the back of my head i'm like you don't even know what you're asking for yeah i know but at the at the same time, right? Their complaint is valid as yeah, much is, as ours is too. Because they're uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable yeah. my whole pregnancy. I mean,
2: look at you with your emotional intelligence. Yeah, like that's so crazy. I feel like though <laughs> that is something that the NICU has like brought out of you is this awareness and emotional intelligence. Like, I always, you heard my rant on like gender reveals. Yeah. <laughs> we did boy did they <laughs> yeah everyone heard my rant on gender reveals and I'm just like coming from a NICU background and perspective I'm like 10 toes 10 fingers right just healthy be healthy baby yeah. mm-hmm. who gives a shit yeah but I'm like okay I stop Sam you're being a bitch just let them have their moment. Of their gender reveal and be excited about it and blah, blah, blah. But so you it's don't like, want me to light California on fire for a gender <laughs> I'm literally reveal? literally going to say that I'm right
3: now. I was literally
2: I was gonna thinking say that. about that right now. I know. I'm that like, happened last year. Yes. I was like, oh, California's on fire because of a gender reveal. Cool. I was- but I think our perspectives just get, like, we are looking at it from a different lens. Even me on the provider side of just grateful that you even have the ability to be having that gender reveal party. And so... We just have a different lens of looking at things. Yeah.
3: And that's valid. Yeah. It makes sense. Everybody's emotions are valid.
2: I mean, I think even Tori and I not having children, the idea of even having a child gives me severe anxiety. Like, I think I would be a disaster as a pregnant person because I know so much. Yeah, it's almost like we know too much. Yeah. It's i can't even imagine like- ignorance is bliss <laughs> yes a little bit
1: i'm curious for your perspective carol maybe some tips for a mom another mom who may be single mom who's going through this as well like is there any like good tips that you have or or even to the provider because i know something like sam knew your schedule we knew your schedule we knew, you know, how like your day to day was going, but i'm curious if there's anything that you have for someone who's going through that as well.
0: I would tell like any single mom to make sure you talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. I didn't talk to anybody other than them. Like i never told my family how i felt or my friends how mad i was because they weren't coming. Um it didn't come out till later. And i feel like i probably hurt somebody's feelings, but my feelings were just as, as yes. valid as their feelings were. Right. And I feel like as a single mom, it's so hard. It's so hard being a single mom and yeah, my kid's dad doesn't want to be there and whatever it is what it is. Um, I've been doing it by myself for seven years, but make sure that you're okay, that you are okay, that you're okay to take that little baby home. Because if, If you don't take care of yourself while the baby's in the NICU and you leave and you're not okay, you're just going to break down and then what's going to happen? Get help. Talk to somebody. It's okay. It's okay to talk. It's okay to cry. Um, It's okay to do whatever you need to do to make yourself feel better. Just make sure you do it. Being a single mom is the hardest job. Being a mom is hard, but being a single mom and not having that dad there at all is one of the hardest things that I've ever had to go through Mm -hmm. you know like I remember I remember telling my dad I was pregnant and he was like well what about the dad and I told him he's not gonna be there and he got so mad at me he hung up the phone like we hung up and then he died so I had that and on top of that happening I didn't talk to him and then he died and it's like I still go and as you guys can tell now I go through this emotional like you know, like fight every day of my life because I'm a single mom and I don't have anybody there. And then when you do open up your heart, like you go out there and you open up to your heart to this like another person. And then there they go. Bye. They don't care. You need to make sure that you're emotionally OK, that you're mentally and physically and all OK in your mind, because no matter what, it'll always come back and it'll bite you in the ass. And then you're going to be k- sitting in a
1: podcast crying like Carol. You know, what's crazy, like exterior as being so i would say sam was number one nurse mommy i was backup nurse mommy but every time i was with you you were so you had it so together and like i almost wished like i could have tapped in like i could have tapped into this carol where it could be it was a moment where we could have been a little bit more in
2: tune with how are you and i i think we were so new ish as nurses. Like we weren't we didn't know we weren't new. We weren't brand new. You had to at least be a nurse even two years before we could work yeah. with the micropremy population. So we weren't like fresh out of nursing school. But the growth I think as individuals and as nurses now ten years in versus I think I was like three or four years in. I think well taking is this different
1: is, you know I think both of you even here today, like I'm getting emotional talking about it because I almost feel like like you guys went and still go through so much Mm -hmm. as NICU moms and I just love both of you and it's weird like hearing this is kind of like I don't know we're debriefing right now from seven (laughs) years ago this is a seven-year debrief that we never really got to do when you guys left the
2: NICU it's so
1: like important I think for us to have these conversations because like knowing what you guys went through and are still going through and like I think this will help so many people because on our end we are taught to put up that damn wall, you yeah. know, and, and yeah. we do we have to we have to, to a certain degree We have to yes. in order to do our job. We have to be just put it up get your, your job done You know professional professional keep it, you know But I think there's still that level of like we can still sit down and say carol Julie, like how are you?
0: Yeah, and I would get asked that I would yeah. I would get asked that it's not it's just like I I put up a wall Mm-hmm. It was a wall. So it's pretty much like, don't put up a wall. Just let yourself be because I wish I would have cried more. I wish I would have done more, mm-hmm. you know, but I just put up this wall because,
2: I mean, you I lost gotta my You got to do what you got to oh, do. But yeah, you did what you had to do right. to get through those 127 yeah, yeah. days. I, I'm Like I said, I'm a crybaby, as you could tell. But it, it it just goes back and forth. Like, I, I
0: haven't been able to get... I, I was in a relationship and that relationship didn't work. And it literally took the biggest toll in my, like I think it was six months out of my life that it took a toll on because it was like, I did it all by myself with her. And then I get somebody to come into my life and open up mm-hmm. my heart for just somebody to disappear
2: mm-hmm. after like a year, you know, and I'm Italian. I know where to bury the body. <laughs> <laughs> I got a whole farm. You
0: just know, gotta, gotta plan. say the word, Carol. And it it feels like you, if you don't get that help in the beginning, it's going to linger. Because it lingered with, and I'm and I'm putting this relationship there because it lingered to that relationship and that person leaving me and that that abandonment that I felt. The same with my dad, like I felt abandoned that he just, you know. And I'm I'm sorry, but I felt abandoned that he just hung up on me. He was upset. He was probably sick. He knew he was sick. And when he hung up the phone, I was like, okay. Then I tried getting a hold of him and tried getting a hold of him, and I couldn't. He was sick in the hospital, and I didn't know. And, you know, like. It's just, if you don't get that help at the beginning, it's going to, seven years later, it's still a big struggle. Go talk to people, cry, cry all you want. Don't let anybody tell you not to, because that's what was in the back of my head. Don't cry. The baby, the baby, the baby, the baby, the baby. And it was never, what about you, mom? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you were really important. You're very important because if you're not going to be okay, your baby's not going to be okay. And I know I got there and I, and I wanted to be happy and I wanted a smile because I wanted her to be okay, but I still didn't go home and cry. I can count on my hand how many times I cried. Wow. And it was just faking the funk right at the minute at that moment, but just take care of it now, because if not, it's going to linger. And I, and this last year has been a very big year of growth for me. I've noticed that pff, I don't need anybody but myself and my daughter and I, of course my friends, but to, to be able to mentally be okay, I need myself. And if I'm not okay and I'm mentally not okay, then it's never going to be okay. And I've had so much growth in this last year, like knowing like, okay, yeah, that person f that person, you know, like he's not there, whatever. It wasn't even worth it to tell you the truth. Like I lost a year of my life, but I gained something way better in my life, like knowledge that I can do better and that I'm worth a lot more. Heck yeah. You know, and and just take care of yourself and make sure you talk to somebody because you
2: need it. Is there something or anything you can think of while you were in the NICU that any sort of provider, whether doctor, nurse, RT, therapist, anyone, is there something anyone like ever said to you that you're just like, why would you say that? The thing not to say. Yeah. That you're just like, this is just like a PSA to anyone listening that works in healthcare. Like, don't be this provider. Don't be this person. Keep it real. (laughs) I got one. It was when they were telling us the
3: statistics. So it was a neonatologist um, telling us the statistics of the survival rate, all the stuff that could possibly happen. Um, There was one particular doctor, and she was just completely, like, straight to the point, heartless, and... um, was just cold cut like that and then and didn't and would get mad at the other nurses who would try to sugarcoat it and
1: or bring a little bit of softness
3: bring a little bit of softness and like she would get visibly upset and I okay having analyzed this over and over you guys I understand that she needed to do that to what she faces she wants to give me the hard truth but you know I can take the hard truth and still you never know what my child will go through, right? There is no guarantee and that's all you need to say. There is no that is just your child is only one of the statistic. It doesn't matter what the statistics are. And I remember I held on to that from somebody else that was not her and and I would say like I'm I am sensitive I'm the sensitive one, I'm the emotional one and and but my husband was like why does he need why does she need to say it like that she doesn't need to say it like that and i was like that's right and cuz it it completely demoralizes you like you're about to be up for a battle that you don't even realize you're going to have you know like ian wasn't even born yet you know and You need to prepare them for battle, let's be for real. So, yes, tell them the truth, but you better tell them in a way that there's still hope because there is, you know, look
2: at him now. I know, thank you, both of them
3: little mini chef,
2: that's right, little dance
3: machine. Let's do this, but you know, like, but I still like throw daggers in my mind at her (laughs) whenever I think of her. No, legit, I do because I'm just like. You could have demoralized me to the point of because hey, you know, I'm going through what if I made a mistake and I wasn't, you know, like I should have been merc- merciful and let him go. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. Because they're, I, I know, they do I'm present not, present that only- as like an
2: option, right? Yes, yeah, yes, and that's yeah, oh, ah, thank you. To and even like, have right? to like think about that as an option when now you're sitting here with your seven year olds. That is
3: thank know. you, tough, yeah. yeah. And 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 the truth is. No one knows, no one right? Knows. We don't have the so crystal then, ball. Exactly. No. no one knows, and so you equip them for the with what you have, and at the same time, it is their decision because they're the ones that are going to live with it. I'm like so angry. I'm like cussing in my brain. I'm all like, they're the ones that have to live with it all the fucking days of their fucking life, whether their child survives or not. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's why I'm just like. No, like you, you gotta be real because that's, there's still, I understand that she was trying to give it to us, like, don't, but there was hope
2: because. Exactly what you said. I think like Carol said, be a human.
3: Be a human. You can
2: you know, be real, but you can be human about it. You can, can say it.
1: hard things with softness. Yes. You can still say hard things, and you can also read people. And I feel like that's something else we don't t- tap into nearly enough is read read the parent. Where are they at? Have that kind of like level of discussion. I just think we don't do that nearly enough.
2: I think people respond to – you kind of almost, like you said, read people. And with my stepdad being so sick last year – and who eventually passed from COVID and that was a five-month battle I and you couldn't have any visitors so I was the only one able to communicate with doctors and nurses on the phone and then I had to deliver news to my mom back and forth doing that is a lot different than delivering news to my sister who's a nurse or my brother who's just very stoic and like he's an engineer so just he wants facts and numbers and he wants statistics and probability that is so different than my mom who's very highly emotional and I had to learn how to adjust the news from the doctors based on who I was delivering it to, because I couldn't talk to my mom the same way I talked to my brother at all. But my brother doesn't want me to talk to him. Like I talked to my mom, he wants just the cold, hard textbook. And so, yeah, I think that, that you should know your, the families and the people that you interact with, like, I think that just speaks, get to know them in general so that you know how they respond best to information. Because even Julie and Carol, you guys are different people. Yes. And I feel like even one doctor can talk to Julie a different way than maybe even Carol.
1: Well, I think we don't talk enough about that. Yeah, enough. and it's not Nearly taught nursing school. It's really not. And I think in the medical world, for whatever reason, we because there's times where, like, I remember having conversations with both of you separately, and you you can you can have different kind the same kind of conversation or the same information, but deliver it very differently. And I think that is really important to talk about because I want to level with you where you're at, and I still want to deliver the right information. But I do think that's a big thing that you're tapping into is like just really and getting to the human level, you know and getting to that I think it's so important and we just I, I think we're so scared nowadays of saying something and then having you know providers are really nervous about it but I think having that human level is so important
3: attunement right mm-hmm. it's attunement it's yeah. knowing reading them and knowing which one would do mm-hmm. well no it's true yeah I'm in HR
0: I deal with people yeah every day and I love dealing with people it's something I like doing but I have to know how to talk to each person differently. Like I talk to my bo- boss a certain way, I talk to, you know, the director of retail and and everybody I talk to them differently and then the employees I do as well. But I'm very human with them. I'm not just like no, yes, no, yes, no. And I've had to work with HR people like that before that don't care about their employees, that don't care. And so to me it's like I do how I want. I, I treat how I want to be treated. Mm-hmm. So I'm very, very, very helpful. And if they need anything, if they need help with any kind of any, like anything, mental help or like mental health issues or anything that I need to like tell them like, hey, this is where you can get help or whatever it may be. I'm very human about it. And I'm like, okay, I'm here to help. Like I'm going to help you with it, you know? And I feel like that's what we need, what needs to happen in healthcare. Like, when Ale was in the NICU uh, or in the PICU, um, I just remember the doctors coming in there and talking amongst each other because they would go in like with their little with the cow the round, and, you yeah. know, do their mm-hmm. rounds.
1: And I would ask a question and my questions wouldn't get answered, especially um, to previous NICU parents, because NICU moms and you guys know so much like you are so in tune with it, especially for all of you that have been with us for so long. So it is interesting. That's an interesting dynamic because it's not like you're talking to someone who's never been in the hospital. Like you lived in the hospital for months and months and months.
0: So I just felt like it was like they were just talking over me. Mm -hmm. I I would ask about something like, tell me this, tell me that, you know, and and they would just literally like the nurses were cool. They were nice, but it it was just no.
3: Yeah. Shout out to nurses. I will say the nurse that came in after that neonatologist, of course she knew, of course she knew that this doctor was Asshole. So she came in and she was like, you know, there's always hope. And I was just like, of course, bawling already because I'm like hopeless. And but I really do. You guys do so much. Like seriously, because you guys hold it together. And so shout out to the nurses that yeah. that know. And and don't get me wrong. Let's you continue guys, to grow in it. But yeah,
0: you guys in the NICU, what you guys did for us, what you guys did for me to think what, of nurses like. From coming t- from a bad nurse at the hospital where I gave, you know, did la- like did my like labor, and her not believing how I felt, and not really being there for me, and then coming into the NICU and having the nurses be so helpful and wanting to help me and wanting me to understand and wanting me to know things that are going on with my kid. I- you guys
3: have seen our boobs, so. <laughs>
2: we have seen, seen your boobs, yeah.
0: and not just a normal boob being sucked out by a damn machine. Oh my god, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like the, you know that milking like, cow moment you're like yep we've been there we've done breast pumps
2: are very aggressive they are oh and they're loud they're like whoosh, they're, whoosh. they're so like, loud Geez.
1: um so i know we talked a little bit about this but i'm curious for like tangible tips so for people who maybe um are coming into the nicu blogs resources like march of dimes was that helpful for you guys like i'm curious if there was anything that we can leave
0: Okay, can I please say something?
1: Always.
2: And I'm going to
0: say this. Please, when you go to McDonald's, donate to the Ronald House charities Mm
2: -hmm. i'm
0: gonna say it because when i was in the pick you like they did so much for me if it wasn't for them like i probably wouldn't have showered i wouldn't have eaten any of that because they help so much so whenever i go to mcdonald's and i see the raw they literally every single penny even though yeah i know mcdonald's but every single penny goes to them like every yes. single penny goes to the Ronald's house charities and it helps so much for parents that truly, truly need it. Yeah. Um, do that. The March of dimes. I think we did. I did the March of dimes once. Um, and I, I, they do give you a lot of resources. They do do a lot of help, but go on look for different blogs and make sure you go through the blog and you feel comfortable facebook was a good one facebook for too. yeah the it's called pre it used to be preemie mama or micro preemie mamas and then moms and then it became micro preemie parents and then there was another one that was just preemies uh, but they're both on facebook it it's very great like they're very the admins are very great like they don't you know post any like bad things or anything it's just about the babies and what the parents are going through and if they need help if they need any you know like they'll post any they'll post stuff on there that is like my baby's going through this or i can't king i can't do skin to skin today or "I, i haven't done it for weeks and i'm like no you need to go talk to your doctor so there's a lot of resources and a lot of help that happens because there's a lot of people that have already gone through it that are still there
1: anything for you julie
3: um I actually looked through your blog, Tori. Oh, you did? I did. Uh, and then those resources, yeah, like the the clothes. Do you know yeah, how normal... I was
1: actually going to ask you to review it for me, so pure eval from both of you, because I had... Pure eval, here we go. Um, the, the one I'm thinking of is that it's like 14 gifts you can give a parent. So I had a bunch of things, and one of them, I think it was like anything from a mirror to a boppy, like a mirror, because we give mirrors to our parents, parents but a lot of NICUs don't so when they're skin to skinning they can't can't see Mm -mm. themselves the
0: mirror was the best thing ever yeah Yeah. people don't think about that yeah Uh, I
1: think it was like wet wipes milestone cards Mm -hmm. like the ones specific for NICU um there was a bunch of stuff in there but yeah oh i'm glad that you
3: yeah I did. yeah
1: it's helpful to hear from you too because i'm like okay. is this helpful i don't it know
3: it is yeah totally oh, it's helpful well. because i feel like it's a new that's your new normal right and you just like like to put clothes tell yeah, everyone halloween. where you bought
2: their halloween costumes
3: oh yeah oh we got it at oh my god build a bear
1: build a bear that's
0: the hot at tip Build a Bear. they were still a little big bigger because you know they have small bodies but you could just it's put... so cute it was the cutest thing build a bear
2: Because they don't make micro preemie Halloween costumes. No, but Build-A-Bear the Build-A-Bear has quite a selection, and they have a very
1: big selection. So if you do, you
0: know, if you're there for Halloween and you want to dress your baby up, or even Christmas, you could get a -A Build-A-Bear Santa Claus.
1: And if there's always ways you can make it kind of cute, like even for the tiny tinies, you can find ways to make little things kind of fun and special. Was that kind of something for you guys that was? I don't know. I think that's kind
2: of a yeah. Fun what about moment. like the footprint signs and name cards mm-hmm. that Nicky nurses? Or like holidays? Made. I have all of them.
3: Still have it too. Have them all. Yeah, Laura. I still Lord, have it. You, like, I have make us so many. Yeah, because their first Thanksgiving, Sam, you were there. I remember because you were all curly haired and you're like, I got to eat and leave. Yeah, <laughs> great hot tip. <laughs> yeah, and I remember that. That was really that was a hard. That was so hard. Ha- that was a hard day. Halloween mm-hmm. was our first holiday, but like a big family yeah. holiday was Thanksgiving. We were you know? Yeah. Those are really hard. And so milestone, like those things because that's not how you picture your first Thanksgiving or your first uh Halloween or Christmas, Christmas. right? You don't ever think and then the fact that you you don't even get to be with your baby really, mm-hmm. you know? It's hard. Um, so yeah, anything to to make that special. So that's why I mean I'm not surprised that we kept it because that's special. Yeah. I ha- I even have the little
2: I was going to say, do you have the blood pressure cuff? Yes. Yep.
3: Oh, I love that. I have the blood pressure cuff. You cup. know how many people freak out over that? Yeah. I know. People freak
2: out. Anytime we do a picture with that. I used to give it to my nursing students when I taught mm-hmm. clinicals, and they would be like, what? Yeah.
0: What What else do I have? I have- The diapers. Um, the diaper. I kept one diaper. Yeah. Um, I have some of her preemie outfits. Mm-hmm. The little hat. I have the little hat that mm-hmm. first fit her. Those resources.
3: Gas. One of, one of my- Ants is a NICU nurse, and she gave us a gas card.
1: I was going to say, other things that, like, would help uh, maybe a, a NICU parent, besides just, like, you know, there's the obvious things, but what sort of things would have help?
3: Anything practical like that. Like, a gas card was so helpful because you're going every day, mm-hmm. you know? And, um... Food. Or any gift cards around there because... Mm-hmm.
2: Food? Yeah, exactly. yeah, if you're at the hospital all day, you're going to get sick of the cafeteria like Yeah,
3: except train. I miss that sandwich place. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I would say, yeah, like she says, gift cards or even just call and say, hey, have you eaten today? Like, do you need me to bring you something?
3: Yeah. You know,
0: because you never know. Like sometimes they're just stuck there with the baby and they're just worried and worried and worried and they haven't eaten. Or do you need, I mean, unless they're, you know, uh, breastfeeding or doing the milk. Um, like coffee or something to drink, or something. Just show them that
3: you care. I had all of um my family and friends write letters to Ian. Oh. oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, and then so that's what we would read to him when I he was that. um. I love that. Yeah, sweet. Do I don't I think it was during his vaccinations because that was rough. And also just res- Oh, can I just say respecting? Like, okay, seriously, people who did not take COVID seriously just makes me angry so much because I'm just like, come on now, Um, respect that there are vulnerable people out there mm-hmm. and like, just, some yeah. people just don't, just because you did not go through a medical emergency doesn't mean that other
2: people didn't, right. you know? Like it just drives me insane, the lack of empathy. Yeah, I can't imagine what the last year of pandemic has been like for former NICU parents of Absolutely. just being terrified of, yeah them yeah. getting sick yeah i mean just point blank but then to add that on as an
1: extra layer is just crazy
0: i mean i i had to go to the office sometimes but i was the only one that would leave at the beginning i was the only one that would leave and go out and shop well i had a bottle like a spray bottle with alcohol literally because i knew alcohol would kill it and i have it in the front i take my shoes off wipe them off and spray myself and ali would ali runs to me to try to hug me i'm like nope I stopped her. I'm like, you need to let me take everything off. So I take everything off, go put it away. Even though I sprayed myself up and down, I take a shower and then she could hug me. But this happened for like the first full month. I didn't ever left.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, she would go to my sister's house, but it was like my sisters and us, my sister, and we live like really close to each other. But that was it. Just us and my sister. Like I didn't see anybody except if I had to go to work, but if I had to go to the grocery store or work or anything like that, it just, it's, it freaked us out. Like we did quarantine, We quarantined when we got home from the hospital, and, you know, yeah, I feel
2: like the pandemic was just almost a flashback to leaving the NICU. Yeah, Yeah, it was.
3: Yeah, Yeah, that's (laughs) why.
2: Cleaning. you guys you're both got discharged during you. flu season yeah.
3: that's right that's why i was all so like much. hey germaphobe welcome mm-hmm. to our world welcome to NICU. Thank world. thank you you're really i was world yeah. yeah i was the one we are the one who always had hand sanitizer right and now everybody has it like now it's on trend yeah <laughs> i would always <laughs> carry that in my
0: purse or my diaper mm-hmm. bag and she was even worse than i was like, i know she had I was it crazy. everywhere in the uh stroller
3: in the
2: car everywhere yep so and yeah, I was
3: trying to dial down, right? Because I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm trying to be better. Yeah, I'm trying to let it go. And like then six, I, years yeah. now, five, exactly. six years old now, Yeah, yeah. Right. And then I was just like, I am back. <laughs> <laughs> I am back. Yeah. And it's okay. Yeah. It was just funny seeing everybody go crazy like that. And yeah. it's like,
1: welcome. Yep. <laughs> this is Nikki Parent Life.
3: Sometimes people want space, and sometimes people want someone to talk to you. But you better be like, if you really want to hear you know, be safe for them. Mm -hmm. I think that that's what it is. Yeah, be a safe space.
0: Yeah, if you know a friend of yours is going through that, just be there for them. Be there for them. Because, yeah, you're going through something and we understand that people go through things and and all that stuff happens. But if you really care about somebody in your life that is a parent in the NICU, make sure you're there for them. And just check on them. Just if it's even a text and say, hey, are you okay? Do you need anything? Let me know. And just be ready for them to say yes I need a drink or I need something and just do it
3: yeah and even if you don't know what to say mm-hmm. I think don't that just that's say imp- hello like I'm you know just say it I don't know what to say you know like I don't'm I'm here I'm, but I'm here exactly but I'm here you know like because sometimes let's be I don't want to hear I want to talk you know yeah like, yeah, yeah, yeah let yeah. me talk and you know if you really want to be there for me then then be there be right. there you know
0: I would talk to them yeah like it would be them it's true like I'd talk to them and and tell them like you know my day or (laughs) I can remember one time I went in and then um, we were talking probably about relationships or somebody and I just looked at her and Ryan and I'm like oh I'm bilingual I'm single bilingual and ready to mingle Ah! and (laughs) remember you guys laughed so hard that day like it was that was the kind of atmosphere that we had but you know if and like I say if it wouldn't have been for them I don't even know where I would be right now so just, you know, just ha- just be there. Just- I know yeah. it's hard. I know it's hard to be the family of people that are going through this because my family let me know that it was hard for them, mm-hmm. but just be there.
1: My head goes to family in the sense of like, if you want to help, but you don't know how to be there, like, okay, gas up the car, go get the, you know, go change the oil for them, get them a Costco card. Plan a meal, just deliver something, laundry, clean the house. Like there's so many things you can do to help a NICU parent can from just the exterior. Even
2: talk about well intentions that go wrong, though. Yes, like the unsolicited advice. Ooh, Ooh wanna, mean. Wanna pop off on that, my girl. Just some
0: people don't really think about what they say till they say it. You know, and like. word vomit. Yeah, just some people just literally just say stuff, and they're like. You know, and it's like just think before you speak because they're we're and I know I'm not going through it now, but they're going through something so difficult. Like their baby is not in their tummy anymore. They're in the hospital all day. They're were they're tired, worried, exhausted from just the day to day because the day to day is in the hospital with all these noises and all these beeps and your hands are cracked because they're wa- i mean everybody knows now because of covid but mm-hmm. your hands are cracked mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and you know your nails are all messed up because you're washing them so long so much or you have to grab that um alcohol pad and clean everything where you were at or whatever it may be but just <laughs> the alcohol pads um, the
1: purple top
0: the purple white right the purple whites
1: the right one
0: yeah and i mean my, my like you know, I, I didn't have a car at the time, but like, let's say that somebody doesn't have a car, doesn't have a ride or anything like that. Just give them a ride. Take them. My sister and my brother-in-law did so much for me with that. Like she would take me every day, every single day till I got a car and I got, me I mean, I, I bought a, a piece of crap, uh, uh, Ford Taurus that didn't have air conditioning, but it got me back and forth like to the baby. And, and I was happy with that for a while you know i mean i feel like just help like whatever it can be to help
3: yes and listen to what they need (laughs) instead of thinking oh this is what they need um so my unsolicited advice is i remember sharing my sister is a nurse and i was sharing the statistics of how the harsh reality that ian might have and somebody um just got on me about trying to be positive about it. And I lost it. Um, And I had to send like a boundary text to them and just be like, and mind you, this is a very well-loved family member. And I had to tell them that, like, I understand it's well-intentioned. I understand that you're trying to support me, but um, my son is in the hospital
2: and i need the space so it's not the way you're receiving it yeah their intentions are this but you're not receiving it that way yes
3: and and that's where that's why um they talked about toxic positivity and it just drives me up the wall to be honest because i'm just like you know what i have the right to fucking grieve Mm -hmm. you know like my son is in the fucking hospital like i'm wow go girl i'm on a i'm i I just only cuss like this get it out i love it i cuss it with
2: you also tori hates toxic positivity so i really do me too i do do too yeah if you're
1: not happy exactly
2: it's okay it's okay okay to not be be okay. okay yeah yes
3: amen it's okay to not be okay i mean and and that was because it's it's not healing you know like let's be real you know like this is that was it's the worst thing that could possibly happen let's be real you know and um and I understand that that needs a safe space and if you're gonna be toxic then just get out you know like I just so I had to establish that that boundary but I almost punched that person in the face and mind you this is a very well okay see Sam's face just went like that because I am not that person right but I am (laughs) but I am if it's if it if you bring out Mama Bear, I'm gonna fucking punch you in the face, you know, like um that's what Ian did to me. Thanks, Ian. <laughs> um, but that's the truth, you know. So and your mom's, you know. Yeah. 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 And mm-hmm. and so that was that was my unsolicited advice that was really hard and I had to have those boundary talks mm-hmm. of and so I didn't talk to this family member and I know for that length of time, but I remember I'm not the only one that had that. I mean, this happened even during the pandemic for certain people that had vulnerable kids, you know, and they're just like, why are you freaking out? You know, your son made made it, you know, is alive now. And I'm, and I literally said, yeah, I said, well, hell no. You know, like, you don't know what she just went through with her son, you know, like, um, cause they're, okay. Can I just say, of course i cannot explain how grateful we are right Mm -hmm. we are grateful because we know that not every kid survives what our kids went through and so we are thankful like no other right but we also have the right to cry on the freaking flower floor and until we have no more tears left because because that was hell. We literally went through hell. So don't tell me that I can just be okay with that shit. Mm-hmm. No, you know like and that's okay. Give, you know like if you can't be that space for me then fine, get the fuck out. You know like I I'll find the space. Mm-hmm. And so um so yeah, so I I mean me and my, that family member are okay now. I I broke up with a toxic friend because of that because she called me too emotional. And I was like, no, this is oh not going to happen. I can't with that. Oh, 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 oh.
0: it's, it's like, I think the first four years of Ali's life during flu season, there's a lot of times that I didn't go to parties. Yeah. And the reason being is she would have, um, if my daughter has a stuffy nose, yep. my daughter is not going anywhere. Right. That's it. We're Absolutely. not going to go anywhere because I don't want to get anybody else sick because I don't want to spread anything. And on the same on the same side, I don't want her to be sick. And what if a fever breaks out that day or whatever? And I had to not go to baby showers, birthday parties, uh, gender reveals. Like I, I didn't go to a lot of different things. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a win. That's a win. <laughs> See, we get a little bit out so of this. So <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. I didn't go to a lot of different things because of her health because... I you know she her health was compromised I mean her immune system was compromised and 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 until she turned five and she start stopped getting sick I mean she had pneumonia three times or yeah pneumonia three
2: times so did people ever give you crap for that like oh you're being too like safe like she's two years old you can go to this wedding or you can go to this party and and just be dismissive yeah
1: because you said it up to four years and I'm like oh
2: that's I did it up- but that's what we would like preach to you guys in the NICU. Yeah. I remember taking her to, um, we did Super Bowl.
0: And I think that she was already a year old. Uh, somebody must have gotten there sick. And she got sick. She ended up with pneumonia. Yeah. And I told myself never again.
1: You know, what's funny. I always think of it this way. Back in, let's say, caveman days, right? We were much more into our clans. And we stuck with our clan. And now we're at this place where we live in these cities, these environments, and although we love socializing, doing things with all these people, it's like you're introducing more and more and more, you know, bugs and viruses, and that's just the case. And when you have an ex-premie, that exponentially adds to their their body and their immune system. That's just how it is. And I think we just, it's interesting because, you know, we didn't used to have that much socializing or the socializing was within your own clan more so, and I feel like the pandemic kind of did that a little bit to us where it forced you just kind of like slow down and take a step back. But I think for Nikki parents, that's how you've always you feel mm-hmm. that way for so long because you're like, I don't want my child to, you know, to expose my child to potentially and accidentally. And it's by no one's fault, but to get them sick and have them, you know, end up in the pick you. Mm-hmm. And so you're kind of forced into the, this clan mentality, which I don't hate that idea, to be honest. I'm I'm secretly, like, extrovert-introvert. I'm like, I'll just stick to my clan. It's fine. But,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I mean, it kind of forces you to be that way. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and you're not overreacting. No, like, not by any means. doing what you were <sighs> you. taught to do. Yeah. To keep Validation. your child safe. Validation. Yeah. Right, and it's like
0: some... I, I actually used, some used to get like
2: like mad, like, bad. when we'd discharge a, like, NICU baby home, and then I'd see them, like, on social media like out and i'm like get that baby back in the house
3: we told
0: you remember, you can't yeah. take them out i remember when when i came
2: back like, to pick you, like, get you yeah. that's, my, that's my baby get <laughs> i, I spent the last hundred days mm. getting your baby big mm-hmm. and healthy I know.
3: And, and i, get know. Them I felt back so bad <laughs> huge difference i felt
0: so bad that that i got sick and then she got sick and we ended back up in the pick you i know that's not your yeah. but that i reached out to karen and I, I messaged Karen and I'm love like, Karen, you, oh Karen. my God, oh my God, Karen, I'm back in the hospital. and I think I messaged you too. And I'm like, I didn't do it on purpose. Like, and I was crying and Mary was there. The RT, Mary was there and we love you, Mary. And, um, she was like, it's going to be okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, like I remember her telling me it's going to be okay. Well, you're here. You're here now. We're going to get it taken care of. So it, you know, I, I feel like if I didn't have you guys well this all this stuff happened but I felt so bad I'm like I, I I'm home
3: the whole See, time. again mom guilt right she felt like she I failed so but like come on now mm-hmm. you can't stop know, that I you know, know. I like, felt so guilty and I felt the same way you guys I broke down too. like I
2: failed I he's back in the pick you when the reality is you can't that, prevent everything yeah yes. and that's the thing it's like you two are we so good about doing all the things you could and it's still like you go in the gas station and some asshole coughs on you and it's like germ spread but it's like that's why you guys missed events and did all these things for the sake of your children and it's just because even I think we all got a dose of that with the COVID like you said people that were insensitive to COVID and that's been a very big source of um pet peeve for me and I totally definitely got into it with family even and other people obviously COVID hits very personal to me and so I've actually like got kind of cut trimmed the fat a Mm -hmm. lot last year Mm -hmm. you're not taking something seriously that is a huge deal to myself and you know people like you have children who are you know their lungs went through hell (laughs) and you've done a lot in these last seven years to get them to where they are and you're going to always protect them to the fullest and so it's just frustrating when people don't you know my sister's a peds oncology nurse those parents I feel like relate to you guys a lot where those kids are immunocompromised and they're like "Huh, welcome to our lives that's Mm -hmm. our daily life is Mm -hmm. like isolation and precautions so yeah it's it's a shame that people sometimes don't look outside of their own Selves, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Self awareness, huh? <laughs> Corey loves a little dose of self awareness. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Is there anything that we didn't ask you that you want people to just know in general about your experience or life as a NICU mom? I feel like everybody's journey is different.
0: You just have to take it day by day. Don't think about like, oh, the future this and the future this, because you're going to give yourself anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. Um and you will just think about every day and how good that day went. Right. So if it was a bad day, okay, tomorrow will be a better day. Mm -hmm. And I know we had some bad days. Like I remember Alec going from getting the CPAP taken off to going to the cannula. And then from there getting, going off of her O's. So, and then going back to cannula. And I cried that day because I was like, Oh no. Like, I mean, she went home with oxygen. So just celebrate the day, celebrate the day and don't move forward to the next day. Celebrate that day and Mm -hmm. live in the present. Because if you try to go back forward and forward and forward, you're going to give yourself anxiety and you're going to feel bad. Live to the day and celebrate every day that something went good. Oh, he she gained a couple ounces yay Make celebrate it the wins the, yeah the celebrate little wins the wins of each day because in the NICU it changes mm-hmm. every day
3: yeah every
0: hour pretty much Yep.
3: Yeah. something that I think I still struggle with and that I still process is I really just think that the mom guilt that a NICU mom or any medically challenged parent has. Mm -hmm. And I just wanna be like, you know, you're not alone. You were given this child. And I don't don't care what people say about like, oh, I don't know how I could do what you guys do. But you know what? If you love your kid, you will. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter. You know, like I'm not specially made. I'm not super strong like, i'm not you know and um but you gain the strength mm-hmm. you know just like you know powerlifter sam over here gaining the strength but like legit you know like you gain the strength to do whatever you need to do mm-hmm. not only for your child but for yourself for your family you know um and and you're just doing the best that you can and you're going to make mistakes and you're going to wish that things were different cuz i kid you not as much as as much as i love you guys it's really hard like if i could be a genie right there would be no Nikki world. There would be no need for a Nikki world, cause I know you guys know the horror of it. And so, cause you just want the best, and it's so hard to grieve the fact that your kid did not start out the way any parent would want them to. You want to give the best, and so that just that just sucks, and that's okay to grieve that too. It's okay to grieve that. And and you, I just want to keep telling them, you're doing the best you can. You are. And that's all you can do, and that's all you can do. And, yeah,
2: that's what I would say. Oh, I you two you are amazing. <laughs> wow. I just am so grateful for you both being here because I think this is an, such a necessary resource for... One, any family experiencing the NICU or even someone who's been in the NICU and is still trying to process that whole experience. And then I think anyone who wants to work in healthcare, even if you don't want to work in the NICU, even if you want to work with adults, just understanding what it's like to be on the other side of it. Yeah. If you haven't been on the other side to really actually hear from people that have had and to keep the things that they're saying in the back of your mind when you walk in because to us yeah it's maybe another shift for you you're clocking in and it's not to say you're not doing a damn good job when you're there but you're still gonna clock out and you're gonna go home and you're gonna make dinner and watch Netflix or whatever but this is their life 24 7 mm-hmm. and so I just think that I don't know. I'm so grateful that you guys were so open and raw to just yeah, share this because any providers listening, I think, can gain so much insight from you guys. So thank you so much thank for being here. Thank
1: you beyond and just opening up. So, yeah, uh, the vulnerability today, you know, and I think uh, this was actually really nice for Sam and I even because this is this wasn't to us just any episode like this is special. And definitely on the top of the list of one of the episodes we've been wanting to do for a long time. And I couldn't imagine doing it with anyone else, especially because we we have such a long history with the two of you. And I think that, you know, even for us to hear back your experiences today, it's just crazy to me to hear back and to say, okay, how could I have maybe done that better? Or, you know, in the future, how can I do better?
2: And because we were there, we were there, but we weren't inside your head yeah. the way that we're actually getting this inside scoop today so we were there sitting there right in front of you we mm-hmm. laughed with you we cried with you we hugged you but we weren't we were there but we weren't inside there and
3: to yeah, be fair were we there. weren't even i, I don't even realize... think i was there yeah we were in like, survival I, I just, mode pre- yeah, yeah i was there just this is all processed
2: after get through yeah day by
3: day but i love how we're holding hands the whole time.
2: this really is a debrief um, though i really yeah, feel really like good. you
0: guys did You guys did so much to make those days better. Yes. You guys did. Not just you guys. There was more people in, 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 in all of it. Like I still have so many love for so many of you guys. Like it, like I, I think I have like 20 different nurses, nurses and doctors, you you know, so it's, there's so much, so much that you guys did. And, and I appreciate that because I, I really don't know if I would have had some sucky, nurses or that are just doing (laughs) it totally well i'm sure
2: there's always there's one or two in there you know i know off the clock i'm gonna be like wait which which one
0: one? (laughs) you know like there was i mean but and then that's another thing if you guys are gonna just do this because hey nursing is gonna make you good money don't do it
2: Mm -hmm. If medical fields
0: making you good money and you're not doing it because it's something inside of you that really 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 gives you that like that emotion like oh this is what i want to do because it's really what i want to do and what i have love to do don't do it because you don't want to just be a robot and get through the day without having i know you don't want to be emotional with everybody but just show empathy for those people
2: yeah and also if you started off and now you're burnt out move on move on absolutely Mm. honestly i will say like i i call them the good old days of like when Your babies were in there. I loved being a NICU nurse more than anything at those times. But I did reach a point of burnout, and that's when I knew it was like time to move on for me because I think that all babies deserve the version of me that you guys got. And so if you do reach a point of burnout in healthcare, absolutely, it's time to move on. Yeah, I've shifted. And then I came back to
1: the NICU. So, you know, there's just lots of different routes for us, but I agree. And I think to kind of tune back into these moments, into hearing these stories. And here's the reality is we have a lot of millennial Gen Z, a lot of female. And it it could be any, any one of us in that hospital bed having that baby. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it could be any one of us. Mm -hmm. So I think this is just a great episode honestly for anyone anyone female i think this is just great if you have a friend an auntie you have someone coming up who's gonna have a baby if you're in the healthcare field and you just you know i think this is just a great story for anyone
2: and you know well this is true like adele like hello from the other side <laughs> hello? yeah i can't really, sing so i'm not gonna but I like really give like us a I said, little tune if, come on mm, the mics are gonna like catch on fire But I feel like even like I said, even if you work in adult world or something, it's like you still This is applicable. Yeah, having my family member be hospitalized. And I'm just like, some of those nurses I just wanted to shake and RTs and doctors. I'm like, have you been on this side of things? And it gave me a whole new appreciation for what my families and patients have experienced. And I'm like, God, I hope that when I called and gave them updates on the phone or that when they were here and I spoke to them. Like, I hope that like some of those nurses, like I fired a few from my stepdad's care and I was like good riddance. But I was just like, I hope that no one thinks of me when they think of their child's hospitalization the way that I think of some of them. And some of them I love so much that I brought them cookies and stuff like that. And I'm like, I hope that my impact is always going to be like a positive one. And so I feel like this episode, I don't care what area of healthcare you go into, you can apply just hearing your guys' stories to any area of healthcare. Mm. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much. For you also win the record in, for longest selfie sh- episode. This is the longest episode <laughs> we've done. We are at two hours, <laughs> at 39 minutes and 28 seconds. Wow. All right. Two episodes it is. Record breaker. Two we, bre-
3: we break records up here. Yeah. That's our girl. Right? That's well, we the love way you so we do. Much. Thank you for Thank having
2: you, us. Thank you, you guys. We Give Ollie we love and Ian you. the biggest hugs for us ever. Yes, Mr.
1: Ian. Love you, girl. Love you, girls. Thank you so much.
3: We love you guys.
1: All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to these two amazing episodes. Part
2: two was worth it. Ugh. I feel like part two is like, we spent part one getting into so much, but part two is when we really broke it down. Like. Julie keeps it really real. Uh, Well, and and okay.
1: Okay. On the back end too, I told Sam initially when we were recording this, I was like, I think we should try and make it one. Just, you know, maybe we should chop some sections or just see like how it flows. And Sam was like, no, 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 we're going to keep it. And I couldn't agree more. I think that these conversations are things that we need to be having. And this truly was such a raw style interview that we I, we haven't done one quite like this, and so we you know we just wanted to keep it all The first time we
2: broke down the barrier of not having fellow healthcare providers. We've had healthcare providers that have maybe had their own personal experiences, but this is the first time we've had non-medical people. Yes. Really, give us weigh in weigh in on what it's like to be on mm-hmm. the other side yeah so, so we
1: hope you guys oh. enjoyed today thank you so much make sure you click those five stars for us you guys definitely leave a rate and a review we will send you some merch leave your insta
2: handle in your review and we're sending out new stickers new stickers yeah we have,
1: oh, we have oh limited edition limited stickers edition new
2: stickers that you can get for free if you leave a review absolutely love that for me love that for us love that for
1: you <laughs> make sure you're following us on our insta That's that's at C E L L F I E underscore podcast. Check out our link in the bio. That's where we have all of our amazing things listed there for you guys. And um, Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Summer merch,
2: summer merch. Get your summer merch and then book your Bali trip with us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds like a good summer to me. <laughs> Real hot girl
1: shit. Let's get our hot girl summer on, please. Thank you. And make sure you're following us on our Insta. That's at
2: Nurse Tory. and at Hey Samantha with two A's. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.